and welcome to Remember Music Videos. Each week, we'll chat about music videos that we love from an album of one of our favorite artists. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and even some things in between. My name is Dio. My name is Crystal, and we will be your resident music video aficionados. We've done some research, so you don't have to. We'll share some little tidbits, some fun facts, and give you our perspective on how we think these videos not only impacted the culture, but what they mean to us personally. We are sharing our love of them and hope you love them too. And if you want to check out the music videos that we discuss every week, feel free to check out the music videos on the playlist on our YouTube channel, on Apple Music, and on Facebook. And with that, let's get it cracking. Hey, Crystal. Hiya. How are you doing? Oh, you know, I can't complain. Um, Another day, another day. Yeah. Definitely not a dollar. <laughs> Definitely not a dollar. <laughs> another day, another day. Yep. I hear you. Um, can you believe it? We have made it to the last episode of the season. I can't believe it. I feel like it kind of went by quick. And it's been so much fun. It's so quick because it was so much fun. Yeah. We grew from episode one to this last episode, which I feel like it's just been an adventure, a roller coaster of uh, memories and hijinks and calamity. Love it. And um, and and shenanigans and uh, shenanigans. <laughs> but of course, we have to thank all the listeners, right? Because without them, there would be no us. Yes. Um, <laughs> I definitely, definitely want to shout out our listeners in the Netherlands. Mexico, Honduras, Argentina, Brazil, uh, UK, Poland, Philippines, Iran, oh, Germany, Canada, Australia, India, South Africa, Spain, Belgium, Singapore, and of course the good old USA. Oh my goodness. Shout out to all y'all. Thank you so much. That's amazing. And I think this might mean that we're international. I think we established that. <laughs> we are Mr. and Mrs. Well, we're not married, but. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Well, we are, but two other people. Yes. <laughs> but we're worldwide. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. We're all citizens of the world. Yes, all citizens of the world. And, you know, listen, listeners, feel free. We're we're dying to know what you want to talk about. So if you have any suggestions, if you have some artists you want to cover, bring it. Bring it on. We are here for it. We are ready. Yeah, actually, we are getting a couple of, in, uh, via uh, remembermusicvideos at gmail.com. Do you see the, the, the things people are bringing up? I love it. There's a lot of... Um, artists that I would have never thought of covering it. But now that people have been bringing it up, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm excited. Can't wait to get through it all. Keep it. Keep it coming. <laughs> Don't stop. Keep it coming. I got to tell you, I am friggin' overjoyed. I can't hardly contain myself. I've been super excited all week to talk about the artist. <laughs> Icon, one of the ones, bad bitch, Miss Janet Jackson. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Only if you're nasty. Yes, Miss Jackson. Yes. 
Demita Joe. Like the one. There's so many albums that we, you know, that, you know, we could cover. This episode, we're going to be covering the Janet album. Um, but that is no disrespect to Control and that is no disrespect to Rhythm Nation. We will get to those. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. Um, do you remember Janet? The album? Yes. Oh, are you kidding? Yes! <laughs> One of my favorite memories from the Janet album was, um, so this album came out in 1994 and I went to one of the concerts at Madison Square Garden and it was it was epic. This was pre World Wide Web where you could get stuff online at Ticketmaster. We either had to call up or we had to show up to the Ticketmaster locations. We didn't get a ticket right away. Uh, it was myself and I think three of my other friends and it sold out very quickly, but we held out hope. I think one of my friends kind of like had done the the research somehow or asked questions, whatever. And this is something that I've kind of have taken with me for, you know, 30 years, even up until like a couple of years ago, when concerts happen, even if they're sold out the day of the actual show, nine times out of 10, the venue will release tickets and there'll be good tickets the day of like a couple hours before the show. And usually it's kind of like from the prom promoters because they, you know, just didn't give them away or whatever. Um, and we went to the Ticketmaster and the Ticketmaster in the Tower Records, which was in, I think, Hartsdale, New York, drove up there and we got, I believe we were like 10th row. And that was like the best concert seat that I had had up until that time. Um, I had gone to concert search before and the seats were like, okay, but like there's a, it's a completely different experience. If you're just like, you know, I remember she had pyro in the concert and like, I felt it. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing. Burn some uh, eyebrows off. I, almost, almost. <laughs> um, I feel like we got the tickets at probably like four or five o'clock. So then we had to hightail it back home, get dressed, hightail it to the city. And it was worth every minute of it because it's Janet Jackson. Oh my God, I'm so impressed and happy that you actually saw that concert. Oh, me too. I was like, yes, I remember this. Yeah, and I honestly, I feel like I probably had the actual ticket until maybe 10 years ago. I just kind of did like a little, a little clear out. Oh no. Now that I was kind of reminiscing over that, I was like, oh, why did I not keep it? Because was it taking up that much space? Like really? Really, Crystal's not that serious. But yeah, good times. Good times. No, I was too. Um, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> but do you, like, do you, I mean, obviously you remember this album, but. Oh, 1,000%. Um, I remember because uh previous the previous album right was um rhythm nation yes and um me and my friends would have arguments about who the better artist was if it was paula abdul or janet jackson oh of course you did <laughs> <laughs> and 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 of course i was on the wrong side of history i was oh i was repping my paula god abdul. 
And then when this album came out, I wanted to not like it, but it was just kind of like, oh no, this is speaking to me on so many levels. And I'm like, you win. She's the better artist. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, or listen, they were both great in their in their own right. Like why 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 does it have to be a competition? That's true. I mean, they were bringing different things. Um, you know, I mean, Paula helped Janet with her career by being her choreographer. Yes. But this album was phenomenal. Definitely a turn from Rhythm Nation. Definitely acknowledging the R&B side of things, which of course speaks to my heart and I know your heart as well. Oh, we love it. We love the R&B. We love the jams. We love the rhythm and the blues. (laughs) (laughs) The good and the bad. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love me some blues. So, um, yeah, let's just get right into some stuff. Let's do it. So our beloved Janet Jackson, born Janet Demita Joe Jackson in Gary, Indiana, youngest of 10, who her family is. I don't know if you've ever heard of them or not. Um, probably didn't blip on any radar. Just a hum- humble little family. <laughs> the humble little family from Gary, Indiana. (laughs) We were first introduced to Janet by her brother's show, The Jacksons. Uh, They had a variety show back in the 70s. She was 10 years old. Later, we would go on to see her in Good Times as Penny. Do you remember Good Times? I do. Yeah. I remember we just, we all felt so bad that she was getting abused by her, her mom. I know. Mom was trying to burn her with an iron but anyway that was definitely a pivotal like we all if we remember two things from good times we remember penny mm-hmm. and then iron and remember miss florida evans saying damn 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 <laughs> like we remember those things <laughs> yeah. so um shout out to yep. janet for that and then we saw her as willis's girlfriend charlene in different strokes oh that's right do you remember you remember different strokes right yeah yeah love that show to move the world to, yeah yeah, yeah. And then after that, she was Cleo in Fame. Oh, wait, the show. The show. In the show Fame, not the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Can I tell you something about that show? Please. Like, my sister would always watch it. And then I would, like, the opening sequence would end with uh, dancers doing an air split. Mm-hmm. And so I would always try to do an air split. And how'd that work out for you? Oh, it, it was not successful. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that show and just really, first of all, loving it. Like I was watching that show before I went to high school, even though I didn't go to a performing arts high school, I kind of was looking forward to similar antics. Granted, like not singing in the hallways, but everything else fame had to offer. That's what I wanted for my life. We all thought it. My high school did not give any of that and that's okay. But it was just, uh, I, I just really enjoyed fame. But yeah, fame. I want to live forever. Forever. Funnily enough, she actually didn't want to do fame. Really? She didn't not she did not want to do fame. Her dad kind of wanted her to do it and she was just kind of like, I'm not really feeling that, you know. But but she did it. That was just kind of a rung in the step to her kind of becoming who she is, but um definitely Definitely not a Nepo baby. Definitely not. Definitely not. Worked, 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 worked hard. Absolutely. Worked hard for, for everything she got. For, for sure. Like, like, I mean that. Absolutely. Um, so 
you know, after that, Joe Jackson, the the patriarch of the of the Jackson family, he got her a record deal. She released her debut album titled Janet Jackson in 1982. Um, she was 16 at the time. This was actually produced by Angela Winbush and Renee Moore. Do you remember Angela and Renee? Yes. I remember Angela Winbush. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. They definitely had some tunes for sure. Um, and also, I think there was, there was also, it was also produced by one of the members of Rufus, who was the band who used to play with um, Shaka Khan, Shaka, yep. Khan, Shaka Khan and Rufus. She had some heavy hitters for that album. It reached the, the top 10 on the, the R&B charts. Um, later in 1984, when she was 18, she released an album called Dream Street, which had, uh, I think it had one single that reached the, the top 10. Um, and then it wasn't until later that she partnered with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I remember back in this, when this album came out, when Control came out and, I feel like people were kind of like, oh, this is a new Janet. Like she's, you know, and the single Control is kind of like all about control. She's taking over control of her career. Um, and then I actually saw an interview with Jimmy Jam and he was saying that Joe Jackson came to them for the new sound. And he was saying that he didn't want the album to sound like Prince. Prince was probably a little bit more explicit and that's not what he wanted for his little girl. I don't know that for sure, but I'm just kind of uh, assuming, but I thought it was interesting that um, he was involved at that juncture and, you know, with her going to uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, which it could have been both things. He could have taken her there and maybe he didn't like what they said. And Janet was like, Nope, I love it. I'm going to go with him because I know that um, if you see interviews with her, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were very collaborative. She was allowed to write. They shared on the, the Janet album, they shared all the writing and, and production credits. So she really kind of got to, you know, come into her own. So after Control, the Rhythm Nation album came out in 1989. Love that album. Can't wait to cover that. It's going to be bonkers. Oh, yeah the time trying to just figure out those steps back in the eighties pre-internet. Like I can't even, how do we even do that? Um, so then she took a, about a four year break after that. And that's when she released a Janet album in 1993. She was 27 years old and really kind of coming into herself, coming into her sexuality, just being really, you know, adult previous to that, very covered up, you know, military, you know, in, in, in Rhythm Nation kind of military gear in control, just, you know, just, just very, a little bit more Jimura. This time she's like, I am a woman, hear me roar. Yeah. I mean, before I, like when I thought Janet, I thought uh, shoulder pads, like definitely like suits, you know, just covering everything head to toe. 100%. Um, and this is definitely uh a different side of her, which is refreshing. Yeah. So Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis recorded this album, like I mentioned, and they're from Minnesota and Prince was from Minnesota. They worked with Prince. Like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis definitely have their distinct sound. And Janet Jackson, you can definitely see that that sound across all, all of her albums. 
it was recorded at their Flight Time Studios in Minnesota, and it was recorded from September 1992 to February 1993. The album was released in May of 1993, and the cover art was a cropped version of the Rolling Stone magazine cover um, that I'm sure you remember, everybody, remember, people lost their minds because it was her and uh, she had her, her curly, her curly do. She had, she was topless and then you saw hands um, covering her breast. Shocking. Shocking. How, how dare you? Meanwhile, this is a, <laughs> this One, is a 27 year old woman. Why would a woman be topless? And two, someone touching her breast is. I, exactly. Like, <gasps> what? Clutching. Uh, there are lots of clutching pearls, I'm sure. I'm sure there are a lot of church groups that are having conversations about, don't you dare. How dare you? Don't you do that? We, we can't have this harlot's album in our house. Um, and we know, like, this was her, Renee Elizondo Jr., who was her, um, they were actually married at the time. They had secretly kind of gotten married. So listen, it's her husband's hands if you want to go that route. It's her husband's and what? Isn't that stupid though? It's like, oh, it's, yes! it's much better because it's her husband's. <laughs> of, co- of course it's ridiculous. That is another podcast. If you guys are interested in hearing us talking about the um, ridiculousness of um, religion, let us know. Yes, and views on sex and gender all that good stuff. Yeah, we definitely have a lot to say. Um, this album was about the highs and lows of love. And it was the first album to debut at number one when they started doing the whole sound scan thing. And I completely forgot about this, but on the revisit, this album had 28 tracks. Now, granted, there were like interludes mixed in there, but it was 13 full tracks. 14 interludes and one hidden track. It's, um, yeah, it was definitely a listen. It was a lot. I completely forgot how long it was. Long. But I kind of feel like I listened to, like, this album, like, lasted for years for me. (laughs) Yeah, she toured with this album for a year and a half. Like, there's there's lots of singles for us to to go through for sure. Because they really said, um, yeah, just keep pumping them out. And I listen, I feel like if they had another opportunity, they probably would have released another one. Definitely get uh, your bang for your buck. Yes, you do. And this album, the album would go on to sell 20 million copies. Um, and it spent over two years on the Billboard 200, which is crazy. But actually, you know who holds the record for like album on the charts for the longest time? Uh, Mariah? No, not at all. Madonna? Nope. A white person? White people. <laughs> the Beatles? Uh, no, but good, good, good guess. I give up. <laughs> it is Pink Floyd. Um... Mm-hmm. Uh, 491 weeks on Billboard. My God. That's like a long, that's, I, wow. Yeah. Um, and that was the, um, the dark side of the moon. Mm. I hate when that shows. <laughs> 
I mean, a hundred and like two years sounds like a really long time to me. 30 weeks sounds like a really long time to me, but, um, that's just, that's, that's a long, that's a long time, but listen, stuff resonates. I mean, listen, like I know people that listen to a song like on loop for like a good week, like on loop, like repeat. I've, I've, I've been there. I've been there. It's a little psychotic, <laughs> but yes, I, I also have been there. <laughs> You find comfort, you find comfort in that. And you're just kind of like, oh my gosh. And then you're discovering new stuff and you're like, wow. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But your brain turns to mush. I know, I know. It is what it is. We're not saying that it's right. We're just saying that that's, that's what we do. Listen, if it's wrong, I don't want to be right. Exactly. So she began touring for this album in November of 93, and then she continued through April of 1994, which was 17 months. So like a year and a half, which is crazy. And she actually visited four continents and 18 countries. Um, Some tour facts, they used 100 costumes, 50 costume makers. There were eight costume changes. They had 500 fixed lights. 300 color changers, 150 moving light, 100 strobe lights. And there are about 112 people who were kind of moving along with everybody and um, 14 trucks and 10 buses. So five golden rings. <laughs> four golden rings. Three yes. <laughs> That's a lot of people with their five golden rings. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess that's the way love goes. There you go. (laughs) Which leads us seamlessly to the first single from this album, which is That's the Way Love Goes, which was released in April of 1993. Uh, Most of the album was produced by Janet Jackson, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis. And it spent eight weeks at number one in the U.S. And... It became the first and only single in history to debut at number one on the hot R&B hip hop airplay chart. Massive hit around the world. Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Hungary, South Africa, Japan, Europe. Um, Interestingly enough, the label wanted If to be the first single, which is the second single that we're going to talk about, Um, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. but I think she wanted to come out a little easier, a little smoother, you know, because cause if kind of like hit you, but she kind of didn't want to hit them with the he for the first, for the first single out. <laughs> uh, she kind of wanted to ease them in. Um, so got to start off slow. Got to start it off slow. Yeah. This song has a bunch of samples in it. Papa Don't Take No Mess by James Brown. Impeach the President by the Honey Drippers, which is which we spoke about in one of the past episodes for mm-hmm. somebody who I can't remember right now. Yeah, it was the you know, you were you you were listening to Mary J. Blige's I'm Going Down right. Remix that uses uh Oh right, yes, yes, yes. And I said, um, I hate when my honey drips. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> go check that episode again if you want to listen to those shenanigans um it also included a sample of if it don't turn you on 
You ought to leave it alone by BT Express. And it also uses an interpolation of Toto's Georgie Porgy. And speaking of James Brown, he actually demanded approval of the lyrics before he gave his blessing because he apparently was feeling ways about all the rap groups um, that were sampling his music with all that quote unquote foul language, which is fair because oh, it yeah. was, again, James Brown sampled up the wazoo, all kinds of songs. So, you know, some, some rap lyrics are not the most appropriate or the most positive or, you know, whatever. So he was just kind of like, I'm imagining he was just kind of like, no, like what, what is she talking about? And listen, that's the way love goes. It's a very, you know, you can't say, you can't have any issue with, with that. I don't think. Fucking crazy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So the video we see, uh, this is actually one of the first times we see Jenny from the block, AKA JLo, AKA Jennifer Lopez earned a Grammy award for best R&B song and song got nominated for best female R&B vocal performance, but it actually lost to another sad love song by Tony Braxton. Oh, we're definitely doing Tony. We got to, we have to, there's so many people. Yes, we have to do Tony. You guys, Season two is going to be fire. Season three is going to be fire too. Season five through 10 are going to be fire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The song also got multiple Billboard Awards and American Music Awards. And it was nominated for multiple MTV Video Music Awards. And it took home the best female video. She actually performs this and if at the 1993 MTV Video Music Awards. I remember that performance. I remember, uh, I mean, I think that was before, like, you know, award show direction was a thing, right? And so Mm. it just felt like a camera plopped in the back of the room. And um, yeah, it felt like a party. It felt like a party and it felt like a concert that you wish you were there. And yeah, um, totally. That was, it was amazing. Yeah. But this video, I mean, it sets the stage on new Janet, right? Like, I think we kind of saw a different Janet with her last music video before this one um, in the Rhythm Nation album. And it was uh, Love Will Never Do Without You, um, which was directed by her Brits. And so it was black and white and, you know, we see a more adult um, Janet. We mm-hmm. see uh, a midriff. We see her belly. We're like, oh my God, we see skin. What? I know. How dare you? <laughs> and yes, it was definitely like a mellow, like R&B song. And I think, the you know, because of that success, you know, she probably wanted to start out, you know, with the same vibe. And I feel like you kind of get that with That's the Way Love Goes. Um, so we start the music video. We're like in a large loft apartment or a cafe. Yeah. The walls have a light orange color. I said maybe marigold. Oh, yes. Yeah, right? Say that again. Marigold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, there's an aerial shot that pans down and we see a group of people lounging in like the living room type area where there's couches and a coffee table. 
And um, we hear Janet saying, la, 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 where she's covering her ears and making these sounds in order not to hear. Um, and it's uncomfortably long. The bit goes on and it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> her dancers are asking her to play a cassette tape. And um, they're like, come on, Janet, play the tape. You're going to let us listen to it anyways. Um, and as you mentioned, we see baby Jennifer Lopez slamming her hand on a magazine she's reading and she says listen to us when we're talking to you in this accent we know she does not have <laughs> i love it and so i wrote down market yourself honey because <laughs> that's what she's doing so their dancers are trying to have her play the song and i think it's overtly trying to plant in our heads that we want to listen to the song too yes clever <laughs> One of the female dancers accuses her of thinking that she's all that. And Janet corrects her by saying that they think she's all that. And do you remember when saying you are all that was a thing? <laughs> yes. Well, I more so remember you ain't all that or as like, as more of a thing, you ain't all that. No. <laughs> which is, I guess, something that a lot of people told me, which was like, oh. Oh, Crystal, did you act like you were all that? No. No, I didn't. Definitely not. No. I did. Um, so <laughs> tracks, tracks. <laughs> um, so one of her male dancers, Omar, says, uh. "Don't play it." Oh, did you like Omar? Oh my God, we'll get to it. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Oh my. Um, well, so he's trying to use reverse psychology, and Janet loves that. <laughs> and she's she, she's waving around the tape in her hand. Another male dancer gets up and tries to distract her to snatch it from her hand. She doesn't let him. And she says, don't do it, honey. <laughs> and so Janet sounds sassier than we've ever heard yeah. her before. Like, before, I feel like interviews before, she was just really shy and like, yeah. you know, nice girl. Yeah. And now she's like giving tood, which we all love. Yeah, love it. So she says she's she'll play the tape when she's ready to play a tape. And a dancer, Tish, um, who's behind her, snatches it from her. Mm -hmm. And defeated, Janet says she's ready to play the tape. I wrote, comedy gold. Because <laughs> Jennifer Lopez thinks it's hysterical. Yeah, <laughs> she does, yeah. She's snapping her finger. She's like, ah! You can't see me, but I'm going, ah! So Tish says, boo, what side? Janet says, side A, boo. And of course says, the class, the timeless or classic line. Pompa boo, pompa. Pompa boo. Like, yes, <laughs> pompa boo. To this very day, if I want someone to, you know, raise the volume, I say pompa boo, pompa. Absolutely. The cultural impact, amazing. It shook society. <laughs> um, so J-Lo says, loud. Now she wants everyone to hear it. <laughs> And then we hear, like a moth to a flame, burned by the fire. And then That's the Way Love Goes starts, and the bass kicks in, and the beat drops, and the dancers are feeling it. Yes, they are. Janet's doing her stiff head nod. Yes, hone that. She honed that. <laughs> um, the music stops, and everyone's in shock, and they're all upset. And Janet yells at Tish. Tish stops the track to tell us, yo, this is slamming. Um, so in case you didn't know, as the viewer, the song is slamming. So 
the music continues and everyone relaxes in and then mellows into the vibe. Um, and everyone's bopping and dancing to themselves. And we we see all walks of life. Um, but yet, Janet finds time to sneak off to herself and sings the song Leaning Against the Column and then later on some pillows. And then we see a guitarist with a spotlight on him um, sitting on some steps. And we, we don't know what ethnicity he is, so he could be anything, uh, mm-hmm. which seems to be his love interest, which is great, uh, you know, for uh, marketing, I feel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Janet joins him by sitting, uh, in, you know, on the steps uh, singing That's the Way Love Goes. And then we see the dancers couple up. We see Jayla with Omar. We see Janet with her dancer. And they're dancing in front of a large mirror. Mm-hmm. There are shots of Janet singing and dancing by herself in said mirror. We see a guy blowing the nail polish dry off a woman's toe. And we see, get this, an interracial kiss. <gasps> a black woman kisses a white blonde man and... I didn't know that was possible. Oh my God. Are they okay? Shocking. Um, <laughs> when the song ends, uh, that's the way, that's the way, that's the way. Everyone's kind of pointing at each other. And that's the way love goes. And the song ends. And everyone praises Janet and uh, Janet accepts praises. And so Tisha was sitting on the floor facing Janet. And she turns into the camera and Janet yells at her for doing so. And hits her with a magazine. Apparently she's been messing everything up. All night. Then we see an aerial shot panning up. Um, but can we discuss the uh, necklaces and the bracelets and the chokers? Um, they felt really tribal. Yeah, I think they were really kind of leaning into that native look. Which, you know what? Maybe in, you know... 30 years later, they would have gone maybe a different route. But back then, it worked. Oh, I love this. Um, While doing research, the New York Times observed the bump dance to resurface amongst youth and clubs now that Janet Jackson does it in her new video. Mm. You remember, like, booty bumping people and, like... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Totally. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So she kind of brought that back. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the music video? Loved it. It was so chill. As the kids would say today, a vibe. Renee Elizondo Jr., who was her husband at the time, he directed it, did a great job. They just wanted to go in and kind of get her in her element with her dancers, who are also her good friends. They spent a lot of time together. We're kind of peeking in on this intimate moment of her sharing her first single with her her friends. Tina Landon did the the choreography for this as well. She did more videos on this album as well as as the tour, as well as being in the video as well, because she makes a um appearance in this video as well. So yeah, and and Janet looked fantastic. Like that hair. That hair. Um, that makeup, like fantastic. Shout out to to hairstylist and makeup person, who whoever you are. Yeah, because the makeups were like, it was like browns and like earth tones, right? Yeah. Which was like kind of different from what I guess we saw before. Yeah. And Janet had a darker color. Like, I feel like we've seen her like previously, like 
the makeup they used was really light. And I think this was like more, you know, it fit closer to her skin tone. Yeah, totally. She really stood out to me in this video. Like she was definitely the hero of, of the video. She just, she just looked fantastic. Um, and even though it was just like a chill, chill vibes, she just really glowed and, and stood out. Like, like the lighting, she just looked fantastic. Just like you. Oh, you know what? That's getting <laughs> cut out. You quit. <laughs> you quit it. <laughs> All right. Um, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> that's better. That tracks. Yes. <laughs> Work, queen. Work. <laughs> um, I actually was was looking at a, um, there was an interview with Renee Elizondo. You know, they're not together anymore. They got divorced back in, in the early aughts. Um, he <laughs> randomly is very good friends with um, AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. Shut up. And even directed, yeah. Well, Renee had some addiction issues. We know AJ McLean had some addiction issues. So, you know, they've kind of connected through sobriety. Renee was sober for a while. And then, you know, AJ kind of befriended him and they kind of are doing their sober thing, kind of helping each other out. He directed the Backstreet Boys video called Chances. I don't recall that. It came out in 2018, but I actually watched the, the video. Fine job. Hmm. Um, but anyway, on that, there was an interview with him and he was kind of talking about that. And he was talking about how, when he directed that's the way love goes, he took that video to the label and the label was like, no, we want more cuts in it. They didn't, they didn't like the laid backness Hmm. of it yet. He mentioned that, you know, MC hammer was out at the time and like his videos were like very cutty. So they were kind of wanting something like that. And then I think they took it to another, I think he mentioned they took it to another some other people from the label and got the same reaction. Um, but they kind of, you know, stuck to their guns. He mentioned that MTV was like, oh, well, we can't play this. So then Jana was like, okay, well then don't play it. Obviously we know they did play it. And this was a huge, huge record, huge video. Um, sometimes labels do not know what is going to work for the people. They don't know what the people are going to gravitate to. They just don't know. Yeah. And I saw that there was an article by Foster Kamer of Complex declaring it a very simple formula and decidedly lo-fi comparison to Jackson's high-tech repertoire described as a bunch of ladies kicking it in Janet's loft, dancing around to music. Okay, bro. Who's this guy? <laughs> but if he's saying that it works, then yes, we're, we're, we'll allow it. Well, yeah, he said he says that Janet has uh, her power of seemingly seemingly limitless charisma. Yes, true. Thanks, fella. <laughs> um, feminist website Jezebel considered Jackson loud, fierce, and mouthy in the video, in contrast to Jackson's usually so soft-spoken persona. You know what? Okay, yes. First of all, mouthy. I take offense to mouthy. It has a negative connotation. Who is this lady? Do I need to troll her? Who are these people? <laughs> I know. It's like none of these things are sound positive, do they? 
<laughs> yeah, it, you can totally tell it's it, you can totally tell it's like a different time with these yeah. um these these critiques. I actually read a yeah. critique that was um I didn't make a note of it, but it's something to the effect of this album is a departure from Rhythm Nation Rhythm Nation. She's kind of let go of the chunky girl next door persona. And I was like, bitch, like what? Wow. Like what are you even talking about? First of all, what are you what are you even talking about? Second of all, no, 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 no. Like, what do you say to that? It's like what, there's nothing to say. It's, it's like, like I don't know. It, yeah, it's just like is, yeah, yeah. What but, are you saying? Yeah, exactly. But it's also you know she definitely mentioned after she had done. Um, I read that after she had done control, they essentially wanted her to do another control, which is often the artists. They're like, I mean, the the labels. They're like, oh, this. You did this formula, do the same thing. And it's like, no, I want to branch out. So we saw her evolve with Rhythm Nation. And now we're here. Control, she was 20. Rhythm Nation, she was 23. For this album, she was 27. Can we let her live and let her grow? She's a woman now. Like, they always want to keep people in a box. No, but if you're um, in the spotlight, you know, you have to give us everything. You know what? No, (laughs) I'm against it. Totally. Like, why do we care? <laughs> so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Oh, if only we knew better. I love that. Which leads us seamlessly to the second <laughs> single from this album. What's that? If. Oh. <laughs> um, it peaked at number four in the U.S. I peaked when I was four. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't even peaked yet. What are you talking about? No, too sweet. Um, also performed well internationally. It contains a sample of Diana Ross and the Supremes' Someday We'll Be Together and Honky Tonk Haven by John McLaughlin, yep. which was, um, that's a funky track. I didn't realize that that was sampled. I listened to it. I was like, oh, okay, yes. But anyway, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, phenomenal producers, but also made use of various samples and really kind of just like flipped them and, and kind of mm-hmm. elevated them to make them for, for the times. There were actually two versions of this video, which I did not realize. Oh, I did. And I didn't realize. I don't think I ever, <laughs> well, it was many years ago. My, my mind is, is not what it used to be, but <laughs> um, the original version which um, we'll we'll get into with this whole theme of the Asian nightclub. And then there was one that was just kind of her dancing, which was less risque and quote unquote cleaner, if you will. Mm. Um, Dominic Senna was the uh, director on this. And they actually had worked together previously on Let's Wait a While off of the Control album. And he also did some work with her on rhythm nation um our 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 j-lo actually attended rehearsals for this video shoot but then actually wound up pulling out because she wanted to uh pursue her acting career further and um i'm not sure if it worked out for her bad choice terrible yeah i bet she wishes she could turn back the hands of time (laughs) like share (laughs) If I could turn back time. <laughs> uh, this actually won various awards, including MTV Video Music Awards for Best Female Video. 
and Best Dance Video and also picked up a Soul Train Music Award for Video of the Year. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to cover um, what the music video is, but a lot of it is the synopsis from uh, Wikipedia, which is pretty spot on, but they did miss some things, but I'm going to sprinkle you know, those things in as well. Yes, I love it. I can't wait. So so the video opens with a moonlit scene of a woman wearing a kimono uh, walking towards a building in an Asian village. Uh, meanwhile, there's a man who's trying to enter the set building um, and he's yelling at a camera and waving money, uh, trying to get in. Uh, frustrated, he walks away. The woman walks to the door, looks into the camera and says the password, which guess what it is? Um, is it, um, and is it, uh, but, oh my, it's, um, here, whether two, so it's if, um, uh, <laughs> got it. Uh, the person operating the door who has tattoos on their face, um, from the inside grants her access to the festivities. Uh, the inside of the bordello is then shown, um, as a green light turns on, signaling um, male dancers to be lowered from the ceiling, who descend um, upside down on ropes in a winding fashion, simulating a corkscrew. And we hear the, the electric guitars blasting. Uh, the, women, the woman is shown entering the club. A wider view of the club is then revealed with club patrons watching the stage as female dancers perform. Various scenes of people attending the clubs are shown through touchscreen monitors and web cameras. So the technology is like ahead of its time. Like, yeah, you know, we didn't have those uh, iPads back then. No. <laughs> um, so multiple screens are shown and men watching some of the other patrons on the monitor using futuristic touchscreens to select angles of the performance on the main stage. Uh, the door opens on the main platform, then rapidly opens as Janet, who is wearing a black and white top, black pants, and a choker, descends the stairs and enters the main stage surrounded by blowing red fabric and a radiant white light. I wrote, I want fans here and here. <laughs> Yes, can we all just travel with fans? <laughs> well, that reference is, I remember watching a, um, uh, a behind the scenes, like making a tour of Jen, of uh, Jennifer Lopez. And she was talking to the stage people and she goes, I want fans here and here. Because <laughs> <laughs> she already, because she knew. She knows, she, yeah, she learned from Janet. She had been in rehearsals, <laughs> she knew. <laughs> um, so Janet focuses solely on one man in the audience watching her through the monitor as she and her dancers start performing a sexually suggestive dance routine. Uh, three women in high fashion outfits, very Japanese, are shown walking through the club and observing the men. Later, we see them uh, watching people through a monitor. I said that unclear they're all born female, um, which is hot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great, a great way to show, uh, you know, how things are fluid. Um, Mm -hmm. There's also some either butch lesbians or non-binary people talking to girls, but then completely ignore the girls they're talking to because, you know, Janet's being all sexual-like. 
um, which is definitely giving me queer vibes. Definitely queer. This is a queer video. Yeah, definitely gay and lesbian like. Um, so there's a, a dancer that works in the bordello who's dancing off stage, and she gives us a wig reveal. Um, she's wearing a cap. Love that. Yes. <laughs> Shantae, you stay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I should have said a reveal. Um, anyway, so she's wearing a cap and removes it to reveal a blonde wig. The patron that's watching her takes his hat off, and he's also wearing blonde hair. So I wrote fetish. <laughs> um, as Janet continues entertaining the crowd, uh, the woman who was originally shown entering the bordello is again seen walking through the event, quickly paying one of the guards to allow her into the club's private sector. Uh, Janet continues the routine as additional scenes on a monitor are briefly seen. Uh, this leads into the video's choreographed breakdown, with Janet performing the routine as angles switch multiple times. Uh, Jackson continues the intricate dance while a woman is shown touching the image of a man's face on another screen. Another woman is then shown on a webcam because aroused while observing a couple engaging in a sexual activity. So definitely there is a lot of... Um, you know, webcam and, you know, voyeuristic uh, scenarios in, in this video. The video's final scene sequence begins with Janet grabbing a male dancer's crotch region and simulating oral sex before placing him on the floor and bending him over. <gasps> Janet continues to seduct seductively watch the man in the audience as she performs, kneeling before the male dancer and then lowering him to the floor. The video ends with the man in the audience passionately touching an image of Janet on the monitor. As the woman who was shown entering the club is seen exiting and walking towards the village. And we still see that guy who's trying to get into yes. the club and he's not getting in. Poor thing. <laughs> so I wrote voyeurism video cams ahead of its time and um, sexy. Yes. All those things are accurate. Yeah, I mean, I remember that there was two videos because, um, of course, at the time, I loved choreography. And this choreography is insane. Classic. like So good. So great. Um, I also remember that there was a, you know, video-centric um, version because a friend of mine who went to another high school, he was doing a talent show and they were doing this song. And they didn't have enough male dancers, so he asked me to join. And so we were all trying to figure oh. out the routine. And so whenever the um, the regular version came on, we we're like, "Damn it!" Like we just want to see like the actual like dance routine. Um, yeah, and so we memorized it, and we bought um, knee pads because um, it was painful, especially when like girls were like slapping your head around and like. <laughs> pushing you and like you had to throw yourself on the floor um but oh my god the choreography was amazing and still is amazing i mean classic everyone knows that routine like everyone classic from the the, the very kind of beginning when the male dancers are coming down from the ceiling is like 
Okay, what is what are we in for now? What is happening? We were just like the anticipation, yeah. like, oh my gosh. And just kind of like the guitar beat, let alone the actually entering this this club. Yeah. Dominic Cena said he got a call from Renee and was kind of like, Oh, do you want to do this video? And he was like, Oh, okay, yeah. And it was kind of like, we want to do something in a club, but like next level. And this definitely was next level. Um, I think it's also interesting to note, it's like, yes, it's this is an Asian um, nightclub, like themed. And, but I, I read one thing where Janet says that it was, you know, kind of Chinese. I read one other thing that was like, it was Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's somewhere in Asia. Everybody's hot. The um, lesbians, or no, I don't know if they're lesbians or not. The the people that look feminine look very feminine and masculine mm-hmm. at the same time hot right i don't know actually that that registered to me back back then but on on the rewatch i was like oh mm-hmm. yes hot. very very queer i mean it sounds weird i thought it was very sexy but i don't think that it was entirely inappropriate inappropriate obviously they were in a sex club so it's kind of like yes anything goes but i still thought that it was still tasteful weird it's weird because the fact that they made two different videos shows me that somebody thought that (laughs) it wasn't tasteful so that they wanted to to make another video but you know omar who was the dancer that janet was, was tossing around loved him Loved him so, so much. So cute. Um, I remember when we went to the concert, uh, my cousin... Vinny? Yes, we'll call him Vinny. Yes, his name is Vinny. We're replacing names to to protect the innocent. Vinny, my cousin Vinny. (laughs) He was walking around Madison Square Garden. He said he ran into Omar. He said Omar was roaming around. And Omar's from New York, so it kind of makes... And he kind of mentioned that to him. But he said he saw him roaming around. And that Omar complimented my cousin on his jacket and said, you had a nice jacket. So when he came back and told us this, we were like, oh my God, we felt as if we actually had met Janet herself because Omar, the dancer, said that he liked his, um, his, uh, his jacket. And, um, you had mentioned in your, in the synopsis, in your synopsis that there's a simulation of oral sex. I guess technically that is what it was, but when I watched it, I didn't think that oral sex sounds just so like in your face. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was that. Maybe I'm like desensitized, but I was just kind of like, wow. Whoa, is that what we're going to go with? Well, it's the slapping of the head. Like why would your head why would your head be down there? No, no, no. I get what we were doing, but I don't know I guess it's a di- difference for me between like simulation and like implied sort of <laughs> whatever it's semantics. It is what it is. But, um, he was great. He got slapped around. He was, he was there for it. <laughs> well, like the guys, like, you know, as you mentioned, like when they were being lowered, it's like, they were like pieces of meat, which was refreshing to see, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> We're here for that always. Yeah. <laughs> That's a theme. Remember music videos. We're here with we are four men being objectified. That is okay <laughs> on this podcast. We don't play when it's women, just to be clear. But if it's a dude, we're fine with it. Yeah. 
I think that's going to be the subtitle of the show. Fine with objectifying men. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, overall, such a um, iconic video. Oh, my God. That friggin' breakdown. Janet will give you a breakdown. That breakdown. I, I never mastered the breakdown. I mastered the first 10 seconds and then kind of like the last five to seven seconds. Other than that, I, I couldn't, but I just, I tried. I'm pretty sure there was like a VHS involved in, you know, catching it on like, um, I did not have MTV at the time. So I don't know what I would have caught it on, like hot tracks or video music. I don't even know. It was before interweb, but I definitely like, there was a little bit of like us watching it and trying to figure out the steps. Yeah, I think you would just record it from the like on a VCR on a tape a VHS. <laughs> yeah, totally, and just try to try to get it. And it was just so like talk about a friggin' icon, like the dancing, just like amazing, and the fact that like she 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 served it to us in control, and she served it to us in rhythmation, and she's gonna serve it to us in Janet as an as an adult, amazing. Yeah, I mean, and even like. Like, because of the music video, like, if you just listen to the song later, you just envision that choreo during that part of the song. 100%. Yeah. There's no lyrics happening during that part of the song. At all. And you no. you still want that part to continue. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to note that um, Tina Landon choreographed the video, but for that particular breakdown... That was a collaboration with Tina Landon, Mm -hmm. Omar Lopez, as well as Keith Williams, who was another dancer. Um, So it was like a a collaboration with them for for the breakdown. And I am glad that they actually got credit for that. Right. I don't know if they got credit in the moment, but like in later years, it was like acknowledged that like Tina had assistance, you know, on that. And thank goodness. Amazing. Like, again, like, Janet will give you a breakdown. So good. Again. Yeah. Again. Again. <laughs> so we that leads us to the third single. Again. Of this album, which is <laughs> again. It was a success on the Billboard Hot 100. It reached the top 40 in August of 1993 and the top 10 in October of 1993. And it actually topped the charts for two weeks. This was actually included as the closing song of Poetic Justice, but it wasn't included on the soundtrack. I think we spoke before about there were there were songs that were associated with movies that weren't necessarily on the soundtrack. And then there were songs that were sort of-ish a part of like the score. This was one of the ones it wasn't on the soundtrack. But um, there were two videos there was one video which was which which featured Gary Dordan, aka Shaza Zulu from oh, A Different that's World. Right. Do you remember him on A Different that's World? Right. <laughs> Love me some Shaza. Light skin, locks, light eyes. Like that was the formula back then. It was like, yes, check please. <laughs> Absolutely. There were two videos, one with scenes from poetic justice and one that didn't include scenes from poetic justice it received a golden globe and an academy 
Award nomination for Best Original Song. And it actually lost both to Bruce Springsteen's Streets of Philadelphia from the Philadelphia movie, which I actually really like that song. I like that song too. But Janet should have taken it. Whatever, Janet should have taken it. <laughs> so we start the music video with Janet writing on either her journal or she's just uh, writing the lyrics to the song um, in a knit top and white pants. Um, I'm hoping she's just writing in a journal because writing lyrics to a song in a music video, I feel like is a trope in music videos. <laughs> as in like, oh, you're seeing how the song is being created. Yeah. Anyways, she's sitting next to a radio as well. She looks at her bed, which is well lit from the sun glaring through the window. Uh, the bed has a mosquito net. So wherever they are, it's hot and they have some mosquitoes. And mosquitoes love me. So I get it. <laughs> Um, good blood. Um, then suddenly the memories come back into her mind. And so we see her with Gary. Um, we see them casually killing the day, drinking coffee outside on wicker chairs, reading books. Um, Gary overtly steals a kiss from Janet and Janet laughs. Just, you know, going down memory lane. It's <laughs> a little chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we see Janet in, in bed reminiscing of making love with him. She reaches over and pulls his shirt up to reveal perfect abs. And they make out. Um, in another scene, we see Gary feeling Janet's stomach. He unbuttons her jeans and reaches down her jeans to pull out a belly chain. And I thought, is this a metaphor of, of him touching her hidden jewels? Fresh. Um <laughs> So while, <laughs> um, so while they're drinking coffee outside, it starts to rain and they seek shelter, uh, which there is nothing more romantic than being caught out in the rain. Uh, that happened to me once. And when you're with someone by yourself and it starts to rain, um, it kind of stops time because you're, there's nothing you could do because it's raining. You just have to wait it out. And so it just kind of stops time. And you have to be present. And what's better than being with someone special in that time? Nothing. Nothing. Um, she later looks at an empty chair where Gary would sit and she smiles. Um, turns out that's the chair where Gary was crying and uh, was proposing to her. And so, you know, it's just... Uh, a video about her memories and of love lost and, you know, something where she hopes she will fall in love again. Isn't that romantic? Beautiful. Definitely a 180 from if. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're all layered, different facet for sure. No, we're all either sluts or no. just really <laughs> um, asexual beings. No, but I I like the way that this album, like all these tracks and the, the flow of it is just kind of like different. We're different places. Like we're, yeah. <laughs> we're all multifaceted. Yeah, we're, we're super sexual. Like, you know, if I was your girl, all the things I do to you, but I'm not, so I can't, so I won't. So just kind of like, yeah, I'm a friend. It's like just different. It's levels. It's levels. <laughs> Renee Elizondo also directed this video. And he would, yeah, he was, he was directing his, his partner to kiss on another man, which, um, you know, 
he is kind of into because he directed the last video and that was was similar but okay listen whatever no we we don't we don't kink shame here that's fine we don't we don't do that here no so maybe maybe he's into like you know voyeurism he he might be nice yeah um yeah i i read something said that said that gary jordan asked i guess while they were, were while they were filming this video if she had um, I'm assuming it was during actual filming while they were kind of like maybe downtime and, you know, they were having kind of some intimate moments and he was like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? Like, how does your boyfriend feel about this? And she was like, yes, I do have a boyfriend. It's him. He's directing us right now. So it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> very secure. Some say, some might say that he's very secure. Sure. Or stupid. No, no. <laughs> yeah so um but yeah again another um another video where we see another side of janet completely about face from the previous ones but you know another another facet um wow we're we're three singles in and we've got so much more to go um Tune in next week where we continue on with Because of Love, Anytime, Anyplace, and Others. I can't wait. Definitely a a cliffhanger now, right? Like, wait till next week to hear the other (laughs) song. (laughs) This sort of ends our episode, but we're definitely picking it up next week. So so that does it for this part of Remember Music Videos. We want to thank everyone who gave us a listen and a huge thank you to Janet Jackson for giving us something to talk about. Our theme music is by Audrey Harris Culver of Lady Socket. If you'd like to see the music videos we discussed today, you can find them on our YouTube channel, Apple Music, and Facebook. And give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at RMV Podcast. Just a reminder that all videos might not be available online or in your territory, but that could change, so keep checking. If you have any thoughts, if you have a favorite video you would like us to discuss, send us an email at rememberedmusicvideos at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, go ahead and click that like button, follow, subscribe, and feel free to give us a rating. Five stars only, thanks. But most importantly, remember music videos. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody. Baby! Until next time. Bye! No animals were harmed during the recording of this podcast. Listen, we could go on and on about this album. So this will be part one of Janet, Janet. Um, So definitely listen to next week's episode where we cover the rest of the tracks off of Janet's album. Um, Can't wait for it. Can you? I can. What am I going to do until then? I don't know. I think you should watch your music videos at (laughs) Remember Music Videos on the YouTube channel. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom.